Craig. Okay. Oh, it's recording now. Craig, we back. All right. We are here for episode Tuno. That's um, right. Breakpoint. That's tennis right. podcast. That's right. And uh well I mean if if you all listened to the first episode, then you know <laughs> how wrong we were. Our brackets have yeah. Blocked. So let's pretend. Let's actually no. There was no first episode, so yeah, no. that didn't happen. Welcome to episode number one. I'm your host, Dange Dangerson. That's and right. With me is my co-host with the mostest. That's right. It's Sean. Big Sean, baby. Big Sean, baby. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, it's Cincinnati midweek update. And we're going to just go through our brackets. We're going to talk about the things we saw. And, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about, uh, I, obviously, we didn't have a chance to watch every first round or second round, even third round matchup. But um, we'll, we'll talk about the ones that we did see and uh, maybe give our thoughts mm-hmm. moving forward. Some narratives. We're going to paint some pictures. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we don't get any more wrong is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I also want to do, based on what we have in the quarterfinals here, the actual, I want to do new predictions Yeah, to see what we think is going to happen at the, the end of the tournament here. And, of course, we won't be wrong, so. Of course. So, 100%, baby. So, I guess let's start. Do you want to, um, you want to go over the matches we watched first? you want to go over one by one? Uh, I don't think I want to do one by one for the second round, at least. Okay. Um, we did get a lot of our predictions right for the second round. Yeah. Uh, so any matches did you... I would say... Hold on. I want to see how many... Wow. Like, our whole bottom half of the draw, we only got one wrong. And that was Dan Evans over Rublev. That's right. The top half was a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the, the good ones here. Well, we should start at the top with Novak. Right. Um, it was... On paper, what seemed to be a routine victory, but that neck injury that he pulled out of the doubles for really uglied its head. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to start with the first round first. Um, just because Novak had a buy in the first round. Technically, oh, it was yeah, his first yeah. match. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know any first round matches that you saw that you... The Murray one was a good one, I believe. Right. So Murray oh, played Francis Rublev, TFO. Rublev and Evans was good, too. I see. Yeah, Murray TFO was good because it was a good test to see where Andy Murray was in terms of his recovery um, because TFO is like up-and-coming guy. He's not exactly hard to beat. Yeah, I don't think he's even ranked. Maybe he's ranked in the top 100, but he yeah, might he be is. outside the top 100 right now. And he's he's just got like, I think his his technique is just gonna hold him back forever. Um, so he's a guy that Andy Murray could totally beat, but if he couldn't, it's a you know it's a good gauge of where he is. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, it was a tight match, right? It was three sets. It was. Yeah, I I had a chance to watch starting in the second set, um, so I didn't get to see the close first set between them where Murray took. But as I was watching, I remember. I mean, Chifo, one thing I do like about him is that he he plays Rides, aggressive, yeah. you know? Like, I I do like, because, like, a lot, actually, watching a lot of these matches, you don't see a lot of net play. I just, maybe the court's mm. too fast, but 
like not as much net play as I feel like you would normally even see. On just a fast course, yeah. Mostly you see more net play. Yeah, so I I don't know exactly why, but in this match in particular, I mean Andy Murray obviously just puts up camp on the baseline. I mean he'll come up on obviously very easy shots and pushes them out far. But I I found I found uh, when Francis uh, was when he's playing that second set in which he won six three, he was like he was playing like very aggressive and just really putting the pressure on to Murray. I mean, that's why he was able to get right. He played really well at the net that second set, you know? It kind of covered up maybe his weaker baseline play against, you know, no one, he doesn't really want to go toe-to-toe How with was him. he getting to the net? Was he open? I didn't watch this match. Uh, I watched parts of it. Right. I think I watched him take the second set. Mm-hmm. And then I think the American broadcast put on, like, <laughs> some American. Like, I'm sick of that shit. That's another, that's another thing we need to talk about <laughs> in the future. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how is he approaching the net? How is he getting to the net so much? He, I mean, honestly, his, was his strokes on angles. Back. Was he just yeah. getting, like down the line and just blasting it? Or? His forehand cuts really good angles. It might be the grip that he's using it's or something. It's really extreme. Yeah. I could see it cutting. But he hits, you know, he angles. sometimes will hit some sharp angles and really just, I mean, I'm not like, it's, you don't, I mean, obviously hitting a good, a good shot to come up to the net on is great, but. Sometimes just hit a decent shot, really, yeah. and force him to hit a passing shot. I mean, Murray is obviously known to hit good lobbies, but Francis just, I mean, caught everyone that came to his body in that second set and just really played, I mean, well. But that last set just... Was he just full. gassed? He was gassed? No, I wasn't even... Even Murray actually looks more gassed than him. Just so many unforced errors. Like, I... Murray I, is such a grinder, man. Yeah. Like, he looks like he can barely walk, and yeah. he'll still get to every ball. And, like, I love when he, when he gets a... An angle to his backhand side, yeah. and he barely gets to it, and he whips his racket to right. the, the sharper angle cross court. Like that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. scrappy. Yeah, that's so, what I call him. And that's just the thing that he really he will he will play basically even a points loss. He'll play every point, you know. And against like TFO, he just it just takes one really bad shot, and he's just out of his mental probably. I would I'd imagine. So you know, uh, I think it's a good it's a good match for both of them really in the first round. But maybe not a good sign for a TFO. That's true. Do not be able to eat, beat an aged Murray. That's a tough one. And he had it. Like, he played well in the second set. Yeah. And then to just lose the third one so so quick. Yeah, broken twice. I mean, it was just, it was too, I mean, he, I'm not sure. He just, I guess experience really pulls out in that kind of case, you know? Mm. Any other match that you saw? First round. Uh... I saw highlights for Evans Rublev, mm-hmm. and and it made me think rethink my perspective <laughs> on Rublev. I see. Uh, he needs to learn how to do something other than bash the shit out of the ball from the baseline. Because mm-hmm. what you know, what got him was Dan Evans' slice backhand. That's right. Yeah, and he was tempting him to come to net. It's hard to tell where Evans is going to go with that slice, right? With you know the way he kind of can disguise it like mm-hmm. that. Uh, and Rublev just doesn't look like he can deal with any kind of variety in the ball that he gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I only had a chance to watch Evans as well. I mean, I don't know. Dan Evans is a tricky player. He's creative. Yeah, he's so. he's really creative. I like watching him play a lot because yeah. he hits like a big forehand. But then he has no backhand. <laughs> like it's just the slice. Like he yeah. rarely hits a top uh, top spin uh, one hander. Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, I guess it is obviously surprising. That really made me rethink Rublev. I think a lot of players who who 
are going to play him in the future are going to look at the tape for this match and they're going to see what Dan Evans did to beat Rublev. Mm -hmm. Because this kind of really exposes like the weakness in his game is that he just like he doesn't want to come to the net at all. Like, have you ever seen him win a point at the net? That's Do true. You remember a point that he, he won at the rarely net? I always ball. remember yeah. the point where he hits a huge forehand up the line or some crazy shit. Right. Like you never see him go to net and that that's something that can be exposed. That's true. Although I think I've just seen that. You know, I mean, a lot of players is, yeah. don't go to net anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, baseline. A lot of a lot of baseline play at least so far. But uh, yeah, I, I was a little surprised. I think we were a little high on Rublev coming into this tournament. Yeah, but we were it, too high. We had him both in the quarters. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just hard because well, because obviously he's highly ranked. I believe. I mean, even still now, probably top fifteen. But um, it's kind of a reason why you don't. I don't think. I'm not sure how many. 500 tournaments or more he's won or greater he's won really i've just seen him win 250s mostly uh so i mean that's maybe that's the reason why is all i think he won uh one of the early ones this year was it adelaide i think he might have won adelaide which was a 500 i see nice well um i think another one that i watched that i think is worth talking about a little bit is the Shapovalov Chilik game. Oh yeah, um, I, I caught that. Shapovalov looked tight. He looked like yeah. really tight in a good way. Like, like he was ripping it, but it was nice and controlled. Just every time Chilich approached the net, he had the magic passing shot. You know, the, the one hander up the line, or right. the, he hit that banana shot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he looks good. It's just one of those things where I mean, I guess his main fault is being consistent because because the next you know, round, yeah, you watch, he can hit. You know, and he can. Like on a good day, he's one of the best. I, he yeah. gets his serve is so good compared to like two years ago. I've never seen someone like hit aces so easily and so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like even Kyrgios, it looks easier for Shapo to hit an ace than Kyrgios just because he's got that like lefty slice, and it, his serve is so wicked. I just I love watching this. Yeah, and I I watched this Tillich match. I watched the highlights for it too. Right. Because I love Shapo. So, and like, my three favorite players are Raj, Tsitsipas, and then Shapo. <laughs> um, so, I watch a lot of them, like, their highlights. Uh, but he just looked so in control and, and just like, it just showed, like, this is the new guard, just beating the crap out of the old guard here. And I thought he was going to go, like, deep in this tournament. And then. You Matelich or Shapo? Shapo. Did you? I thought he was going to go really deep. Really? This tournament. After watching that? Oh, like, after watching that. I was like, dude, he beat Chilich easily. He was ripping it and yeah. in control. That's like the key for him is he can't start spraying or hitting stupid balls, like mm -hmm. going for something too big. But like he looked like he was setting up points good. And then... I will say uh, Chilich has looked a little slow. I mean, he didn't have a great 2019, I think. He didn't think. look very powerful. Either. Yeah, and his, was, his rank is a lot lower. Yeah, than, uh, I think he's been struggling, not even just of recently, but just of the past year. And yeah, uh, his 2019 wasn't good. Yeah, and just watching the match, I mean, once again, like, I think it really is, like, a, you can tell this is almost like the passing of the torch where Chirley just could not keep up with the know. pace of the, the match. Like, yeah, the new guys hit so much harder mm. than a lot of the old guys did. yeah so yeah he truly struggled on every deep ball and mm. i mean i remember he got an obscenity warning <laughs> in yeah, the middle because he was getting so frustrated he chill it he said some he's shit like the nicest guy ever. he said some shit in like 
like Croatian or you know, uh, and like he got it. Like, he was clearly like, frustrated. Like the umpire like knows all the languages, or does he? That's a good point. I think I think it's just being obscenely loud is probably already like a like a like assumption. Like no one says like good stuff that loud. Yeah, gentlemanly, especially when. Yeah, he he just struggled with the deep. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just positioning, but yeah, I think Chapo is a good, really good first game for Chapo. Like really convincing. Except, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. And then um, I guess the only other ones, maybe, uh, maybe like foreshadowing is I watched uh, City Pass uh, this match in the first round and Medvedev's. So who did um, the, didn't they have buys? So this is the second round now. Oh, yeah. sorry. I don't think there's anything left in the first round. You're right, you're Dimitrov right. beat Ugo Ambera in the score. I don't remember if it was two or three. I think he went straight sets. Yeah, I think it was like two easy sets. Yeah, but, so that was good to see. And, and <laughs> that's next round. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing too crazy for the first round. Just yeah, the first round, we actually we really killed it. Yeah. I think out of the 32 picks, we missed six. Yeah. Six of them. Yeah. So, which is pretty nice. I mean, and... I think uh, two that one well, one I guess one that we were happy to kind of see is Chapo playing really well. But yeah. two big ones I think for us. I mean I'm not sure how many we thought maybe it'd be different is Diminar going out the first round. Oh yeah, and Ruba. But I mean, who did Diminar play? He played oh, Leonard who's just on a tear. Yeah, we'll talk about him on the next one. But um, yeah, that that also showed that Diminar just he's like a David Ferrer. He just can't overpower mm. anyone. He's fast. Yeah. He's scrappy. He, he gets to everything. But, like, he, there's just a limit to how much power he can generate. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone more powerful than him that can move, the, move him around. Right. Like, he's just on the back, the back burners the whole time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah I mean. kind of showed that he has, like, a, a high ceiling or floor, low ceiling, ceiling. type yeah. of player. Until he needs to get bigger. He's too small. It's true. He he's like too skinny. He, that's why he gets no power behind his shots because he doesn't have the weight behind it. Right. So well, you know, we'll see. Still probably a disappointing first exit for him. First run exit for but, sure. Um, but Struve has been playing well, so maybe no, no, no. Yeah, maybe. I think honestly, Struve is in the quarters now. Like that's you shouldn't feel too bad about losing to a quarter finally. Yeah. So in the first round, at least, you know. But that is, you think that would be someone that Demonar could beat. Do you think he'll win? He'll win a slam, Demonar. Mm, I don't think so. Point. Yeah, not, not the so. Win. Because there's just so. I mean, there's so many names, even young names, that we put ahead of him. You it's know? just hard to see scrappy players mm-hmm. winning slams in I general. So. Like it's, you. I don't think you see that very often. Yeah, the slam winners are usually people that that find ways to dominate, to attack. Right. I think tennis is a game that's designed for attackers. Well, yeah, I mean, the person on offense, and not just tennis, in most sports, is usually... That's how they the should advantage. be designed, yeah. because you want attack, it's more exciting. Yeah. Like, like basketball, when they open up the three-point line, and teams started using it, the game got way more exciting, because you get more scoring. Yeah, yeah, offense should... I mean, there should always be an advantage of being more on the offensive, you mm-hmm. know? Or else it just... it. I mean, so, uh, kind of like giving incentive to play defensively, like, and that's the only way to win, is... Yeah, quite frankly, like it defeats the purpose of really doing it's anything. Like that saying, yeah. um, good op- good offense is beats, better than good, beats good defense. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, also, that brings that made me think of uh, the court speed here. Mm-hmm. It, they, I mean, so first of all, they're at the U.S. Open site, 
but they're not playing on the two biggest stadiums at the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. which is uh, Arthur, Arthur Ashe. And the second one is, oh, it's like a newer one um, because Grandstand, I think, used to be the second biggest. Yeah, they're using and That's what they're now. using. So yeah, they're they're using the, the biggest court they're using for Cincinnati this week is Grandstand. And uh, they, they, the courts are much faster this year as compared to the U.S. Open last year. And part of that is because these smaller outdoor stadiums uh, get more air and sun into them, and the court plays faster because of that. But I think they also redid the surface for it to become faster as well. Mm. And they're saying the ball is bouncing really high off the court, and like fast courts reward attackers, especially if the ball bounces high. Mm -hmm. Servers are favored. Yeah. So that's something to look out for in the U.S. Open is that people with big games who can still – control it you know keep it in the court but like mm -hmm. they'll they'll have the advantage and it's kind of nice to see that because i think the australian open is like a medium it's a fast medium fast it's a little hard it's a little slower than some years it's yeah. fast but the u.s open has gotten really slow the last couple of years yeah really right. slow like it's ridiculous how many winner potential winners i can see um in a rally mm -hmm. in People are just getting getting to him and getting back to him. I think the biggest example of that was like the twenty eleven or the twenty thirteen finals mm -hmm. with Djokovic and Nadal. Like they had rallies like sixty three shots. You should not <laughs> be having rallies that long. Yeah, like that's a slow court. So I'm glad to hear that they've sped it up, and it'll it'll make for a lot more upsets. I think at the U.S. Open and here, and maybe that's why we're seeing guys like Jan Leonard Struff. Yeah, come into the quarters and Batista Goot with a big forehand and Riley Opelka. Mm -hmm. Like these are players that um, you know really like these fast conditions where the ball bounces high, and that'll be uh, that'll be cool to watch for the U.S. Open. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, I agree. Yeah. It's um, one of the things. I think it's not even just like the the slams. Maybe are getting a little slower, but I know I know a lot of even like the. Like I think Indian Wells got a little like uh, it was slower. Oh yeah, this most, past year. I think yeah. most of the hardcore Masters tournaments, even Wimbledon, got slower. You know, but they did that because uh, they switched the grass. Oh, did they like a brand like grass? in the early two thousands or maybe the late nineties? They mm -hmm. had a different kind of grass and mm -hmm. switched it, and it got yeah. way slower because I think the tournament organizers started realizing like long rallies. Yeah. Are exciting, you know, but like too long a rally. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Is is not. Yeah, I mean. Which is crazy to think that even like players like Djokovic and Nadal still thrived as courts. Or sorry, not Djokovic. Uh, I guess it actually is not surprising. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not surprising to see a player players like Djokovic and Nadal thrive a little yeah, more as a, because it's slower. slower. Yeah, yeah, and they're but, so consistent. I mean, Fed. Yeah, I mean, Fed. I'm surprised he's won as much as he the slower courts. To be fair, it's not like he's bad. I mean, he's one of the greatest. You but know, he so. he attacks. It's like the style yeah. is different. That's true. It favors certain styles, mm -hmm. and this these fast conditions here favor attackers, mm -hmm. and that's why. Like, okay, well, we'll talk about Milos Raonic later. Yeah, but, but I want to talk about his match today. I guess as far as the second round, um, let's see. Let's see let's what was good here. Some some uh, matches that I watched. I know uh, one of the first ones that I watched of that round was the Sangren, uh, Aja Alizem. Yeah. yeah match which to be honest what was this, this I, I was a little disappointed um the score was it was it went to it went to uh three sets but uh i know ali is single, single, single. um 
Alia Sam went, yeah, really close in the third set. I mean, it actually was in the bag, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, he, like, just watching he just him. choked in the tiebreak, right? Yeah, he, he, he really had, um, like, the match, like, the pace of the match in his favor. Like, a lot of unforced errors uh, by Sangren. You can even tell Sangren was getting really frustrated. Like, but... I mean, obviously the double faults hurt a lot. Yeah, he had fifteen double faults. He it just really hurt him in points that you know eventually. I mean, they all matter, yeah, you know. Matter. And it just sucks that um, fifteen is bad. That's worse than Zverev bad. Yeah. So at the end of the day, he narrowly lost just because he couldn't keep the ball on the court. Really, I mean, he was in control of that game. Just unforced errors, double faults. It's 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 sad to see a little bit. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, he's so promising, too. Yeah. Like, normally. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. I mean. Yeah, he's he's got to get a mental coach, I think. He had match points in this match? He, did, he, did, not have, he, match he did not have match points. He actually, um, he actually, he, he was up 5-4 in that last set on oh. his serve. And he, and Sangren broke love, I mean, four straight points. Love See, break. Like, that's choking. That's yeah. the, he needs a mental coach because this is just going to be the story of his career. He's got great technique. Yeah. Like, he should good not. Looking. Not even good looking, but like effective. Uh-huh. Good spin. Like, he should be able to be consistent when it matters. But if he's not, it's because probably because he's mentally not Maybe. ready for it. I mean, yeah, it's disappointing because I yeah, thought. Yeah, this tournament is really showing, especially when these. Um, like he's not a qualifier, but Tennis Sangren is not like I don't. He might be top fifty now because of his Australian Open run. Yeah. But um, like on paper, you look at Felix Auger-Aliassime and you see Sangren. And yeah, we it we, seems like a, a somewhat tough match for Felix, but you pick Felix. Yeah. But like this tournament is really exposing like the weaknesses of a lot of these next gen guys, mm-hmm. and maybe why you shouldn't always pick them. Depending yeah. on the player, like maybe Felix can't play against someone who's feisty and will grind for every point because he's mentally not strong enough to beat someone like that. That's possible. I mean, it's yeah. I think I think Felix has probably had a couple more than a couple of disappointing exits. So yeah, maybe I don't All know. All of them. Just, yeah. So oh, heartbreakers. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, he can get overcome that. I mean, I'd love to see more of him. Really, but it's you know, and once you only last one or two rounds in each tournament, it's like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, there's a couple of young players that, I mean, you know, um, I guess yeah, just yeah. maybe skipping to Dennis. Unfortunately, not for Dennis Shabuol, losing to Struff. I think... Uh, what was the score in that? Was that? I think that was three sets. Because I think Struff won the first one in the tiebreak. And mm-hmm. Shapo took the second one, like, like 6-2 or something like that. 6-3. Yeah. And then, you know, Shapo had the... I think he had the break early in the third set. Mm-hmm. And then he lost it and got broken again. Ugh. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, he's a good, I mean, Chapo is a good player, and honestly, was pretty promising. Maybe just couldn't close it in the second, the second game, but second match. But I'd like to watch extended highlights. I wish the ATP would still give you the longer highlights for the earlier yeah. rounds. Like yeah. Three minutes for like six, eight, whatever. Yeah, too many rounds. Though. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess I see why, but you don't get a feel for what happened. Yeah, unfortunate. But no, Struth is apparently, I mean, looking really good. Oh. Yeah, so I think um I mean I hope uh 
I mean, I actually don't know too much about Struve, really, as a player. I know he's got a big serve and a big forehand. Yeah. And from what I saw from his backhand, it looked solid, but I can't imagine that being a consistent... Like, that's probably his weakness, his backhand. Right. But he kind of hits, like, a Berrettini. Big, big, huge forehand. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it looks flat, but it's pretty spinny. Mm -hmm. Just, like, big MPH. Right. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he plays Novak next, so... Yeah, I actually really want to. You don't see Struff much on the, at least on the broadcast that I'm watching. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see him next tomorrow for sure. Yeah. I guess uh, anything in the second round, I mean, we have Goffin beating Korich, not too not surprised. Really. Meta beating the qualifier, the American, Marcos Giron. Um, no, that's nothing. Yeah, not, and is looking good. I think, I mean, he kind of just looks right. I mean, the match was not a blowout. He doesn't, doesn't make me go wow as much as it did last year. Yeah, I think um, he's he's getting. I mean, it was straight sets, but six four six four. It only takes one break, you know. So yeah. it's not not too crazy, but you know, we'll we'll see more of him. Yeah. Um, Fritz losing in the second round, you know. I don't consider Fritz as someone yeah. who should be going to the, you know, so deep in all tournaments. Yeah, He'll give then, a good run every now and then. And then we have Kachanov and Batista Agut, Veratini doing work. One that I'm slightly surprised by. I know we had a discussion before about it. I'm sorry? Oh, Opelka Schwartzman. Yeah. Now, but this conditions. Yeah. I conditions super favor Opelka. I would love to. I bet some of these serves he's hitting were going over Schwartzman's head. Yeah. Schwartzman had to stand very far back. Uh, I mean, not surprising at all. And I think. yeah, as much as I have faith in Schwarzman, I'm sure he plays against it all the time. He just there's just a certain point where you will struggle with a big like you know you can't even if you know it's coming like what do you yeah, nothing you can really do if you physically can't yeah. get to it like then so I just Opelka I mean played actually oh pretty well um in that match uh, he I mean you know he, I like Opelka's game actually he's um. He's kind of slow, but his strokes are very tight. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, let loose like a big man usually does, where it's just all power and kind of flat. Right. He's got a very, like, a, like his, his swing really hugs his body, mm-hmm. and it, it creates more consistency for his shots. Yeah. I think he's a little slow still. I mean, I know Schwartzen really had a chance to take. He actually had set point in the second set and almost had a chance. Mm-hmm. He had double set point. But um, what's the aces? Yeah, Opelka like just that. if it's not a, if it's not an ace, if like a, yeah, a short, a and he just punted, he just puts that forehand away. So it sucks. I mean, you know, it was close in the second one. Uh, that's why I tuned. Uh, I tuned in at the end of the first set. So I mean, Sick. that tie break, uh, Schwartzman, you know, Diego missed a couple easy ones, and you can, and a tie break, you can't afford to lose yeah. points on your serve. You know, you know so. what made me realize that was the Wimbledon last year. Uh huh. Because they played a seven-point tiebreak, and that that final set tiebreak went by fast. Yeah. Like, like if you play two bad points in a tiebreak, mm-hmm. especially on your serve, it gets away from you fast. Yeah. Like fast, fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, not surprising in a sense, but I definitely had Dion up. But yeah, it's the conditions, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, if this was a clay court, Schwarzman would have beat him. And it looks like the same might have helped John Isner against Milman. Milman. Kind of a. Milman's yeah. not the biggest guy. He's yeah. probably uh, probably 
Five. Um, would he be more powerful than Schwartzman though? I don't know. Schwartzman pretty pretty hard. Yeah, player. Schwartzman does. It's not. He doesn't hit softballs. It's just the height really comes in handy with a bit, especially if they're hitting like a kick serve at oh, that yeah, height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is gonna bounce so high compared to the end. So this is a similar, pretty similar matchup. Yeah, it's their Millman. It's a, the best server on tour, probably against a scrappy smaller. It guy. also went to three sets, I think, for both of them. It's yeah. just uh, it's like just, they can keep up. It just but the, the big server can always count on holding serve. Yeah, and that's the problem until it gets to a tie break, and that's how the tend to lose their sets is mm. get to a tie break and yeah. then just one or two bad points if the returner can get himself in the point mm -hmm. and just make the big guy make a mistake that's right. usually how they lose the set yeah that's right i mean so i guess um oh here we go let's, okay well city pass and anderson kando didn't look like he was there and city yeah. pass looked really good yeah he's returning the the serve aggressive and he was coming to net a lot he just looked like to me he looks like the guy like i think he'll be the most consistent of the next gen and it's just like his run so far in this tournament that's shown me that, that he has that capability yeah he's I so see. consistently good and he attacks a lot yeah that's true he does play an all-around great i mean yeah. I, really, I don't think it's that second round was the best look i mean because i watched that match and well, Kendo, obviously, yeah. is not nowhere near. He just, well, like, Sitsipas yeah. dismantled him. That's Man, yeah. easy, easy. Well, That's Kevin Anderson. Yeah, but Anderson, he one, he looked gassed from playing oh, the yeah, day before. Yeah. And oh, they didn't give him a, two, a they didn't day give off him. in between. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Put him on, I was surprised by that. I thought Sitsipas was going to play yeah. yesterday instead of two days ago. Yeah, so, I mean, he did not. And, I mean, just looking at it, he had... 29 unforced errors, Anderson. Yeah. 20 of them were forehands. And I remember he could not put a forehand away. I don't know what it was. I even like really easy ones, short approach, high shots. For? Do, do, you, do you remember it all? I, I remember. don't remember, actually. Um, what if it has something? Maybe what if that has. Maybe it could have been. Do with it. But yeah, Anderson hasn't looked the same as in a, in a couple of years. So. Yeah, it's really okay. since that. Um, what was it? Twenty eighteen Wimbledon final against Novak. Mm. He's kind of dropped off, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, he, yeah, at a point he was he, he got was injured great. though. Yeah. But like, what if? What if that's his peak? Right. You know, like I hope Milos Raonic actually makes some deep runs that mean something because mm -hmm. he's been consistently deep in the last couple slams, but he always loses in the quarterfinal. Mm -hmm. or something to just out of nowhere like he looks great and then all of a sudden he doesn't but i'd love to see him reach a higher peak than he's reached already right because he has been injured a lot and i think he has like a game good enough to be at least maybe even a grand slam champion at a faster court yeah i i mean not against the big three yeah but, but like with if with them gone again with roger and rafa gone it makes it really interesting because there's one guy who's guaranteed to be on the other side in the final yeah. of both these tournaments, the U.S. Open and Cincinnati, New York. Right. Yeah. It'll yeah. Be interesting. I mean, Ronis has a game, I think, similar to like Del Potro, maybe. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Like, and, with less of a backhand. Yeah, Del Potro's backhand wasn't I mean, it wasn't great. I think Ronis is even worse. Maybe. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, a, a little bit of surprising one against Daniel Evans. I think we had a lot. With Daniel Evans, or um, we had, we had Rublev yeah. playing him, so I guess we weren't even really sure about that matchup. But I thought Evans could be Ronich. Yeah, I I would think so as well. But 
You know, good for him. I mean, Rollins looks really good. He's spanking the ball. Yeah. Loving that thing like a. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Yeah. Well, sure. Um, I guess the other, I mean, two other big ones are Murray playing Zverev. Actually, I put a good second round match. I yeah. love this. This is classic Zverev. This is him taking the lead in a tight match, and he looks like he's going to finally beat someone important. And then the yips come into play. Yeah, and I mean, he starts throwing up double falls like a baby drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's I so like Murray. Classic. Yeah, it's just hard to, hard to know where Murray was going to be at, I guess, with his come, his, still in his comeback story, you know. And Zverev is always – he's had good results and just – I mean, I – No, but not lately. That's true. 2019 was – started off good, mm-hmm. and it just got worse. And this double fall thing is getting worse. Yeah. Like, ATP Cup was, was terrible. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. I think he had – he either had uh, – he broke serve. Yeah. I think Murray was upper break. No, Zverev was actually Zverev was up a break in that final set, and then Murray broke. And what happened was um, Zverev. Um, he but did Murray have the earlier break? Before yeah, that he did. Look, yeah, Murray he had a break, break at two one, and then Zverev broke back, and yeah. then Zverev broke again. Yeah, that's right. And so he, he was went... serving for the match exactly, and he was he he literally had um, he had um, what is it called uh, a break point. Uh, he held off a break point, but he double faulted to yeah. give Murray another break point. Yeah. And then he and double then faulted again to yeah. give Murray the, the game. It was three, right? Three out of four points. Yeah, it was three out of those four points in that yeah. 5-4 game where yeah. he had to serve to win. Classic and he Zverev. gave up. He gave, I mean, he basically gave that, that break back up. Like, yeah. he had a chance. I mean, you okay, know. It's just too good. You can't, you can't even write this yeah. shit, man. Like, like, this is better the movies dog you go to a Zverev match you know you're gonna get some some mental breakdown yeah some nice backhands it's i mean some angry looks <laughs> you get the whole shebang and it always ends up with him losing from double faults in clutch time moments I mean, always not as much i mean he had 11 the entire match not as much as Felix, but in clutch time yeah, moments he true. double faults when he needs to not double fault because the yips. Yeah, and I mean to be honest with Murray's play, he you have to imagine that Zverev beat himself. Um, he uh he had forty nine unforced errors in that 49 game. Forty nine. Yeah. In a three set match. Yeah. So you have to imagine he was in his own like you know Murray doesn't sometimes he doesn't really beat you like he just really just, just gets the ball. Yeah. Like, and I'm so surprised that Murray was like as great as he was. Yeah. I mean, because he's like, but he he's, he gets through every like that's not under yeah. Overpower anyone. He doesn't even play an attacking game. Yeah, like he's not. I can't call him uh, a pusher because that's like Gal Simone, who's the worst. <laughs> I hate watching him play. I hate yeah. watching anything Gal Simone because he's a pusher. Mm-hmm. But Andy Murray is like a creative. Pusher, or like he, he, you know what he's really good at? Lobs and passing shots. Yeah, he just finds little openings, and then he just like he hits so like direct and flat, where he can just kind of be like point his racket there, and it goes there. Yeah, you mean you can get a short too, like the short angle backhand. Mm -hmm. He's like, I've never seen anyone do it better than him. I mean, I'd argue he's his most dangerous in a point 
when you when where you, you think you beat him. Yeah, where you yeah. you've approached you've come to the net to try to put the point and away in the next and one. you've given him like a sharp angle yeah. or something like that. That's where it, I almost feel like Murray thrive. I mean, he how many passings? Pass. Yeah, how many pass. shots? And that's what happened here. Because Vera doesn't do enough with the forehand a lot of times. This, that's yeah. how he beats Vera. You break down his forehand because you can just see, like, especially when he gets really tight. Like, I think there was um, it was either ATP Cup or the Australian Open this year mm-hmm. where, like, people were hitting his forehand. And he was like, you know, like, you lose racket head speed when you lose confidence. Yeah. He looked like he was baby in the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, no confidence in the forehand. And it, it is a very, I don't know what's technically wrong with it. There's something definitely technically wrong with it. It looks, it looks weird, mm-hmm. especially when it starts breaking down. Like it looks really, like this is not good form. Right. Yeah. So I mean, the uh, classics of very yeah, classics of very should have realized that struggle a little bit against Murray. I think in hindsight, but you know, because we thought he would get over it with this time off, but yeah. really nothing has showed us that he at the Adria Tour, the Novak Djokovic, mm-hmm. Corona, yes, play Corona yeah. breeding ground. <laughs> uh, he double faulted a fuck ton. Yeah. No, nothing to show us that he's improved, really. That's true. I mean, I think it's the solid technique. He throws it too high. He needs I mean, a mental what, coach. Yeah, what he is, needs uh, a mental coach more than anyone. More than anyone. Yeah, for maybe. sure. Because he has, he really does have the skill. He does bring out, he does play well sometimes. And when he I plays think, well, it's good to see. But I think as long as he has that forehand, though, mm-hmm. it is, he's going to He's going to get beat. Like, mm-hmm. I think people see that now. When he won the 2018. Uh, the year Nito ATP yeah. finals, mm-hmm. they were hitting his backhand. You can't hit his backhand, man. I guess it's good. His backhand, it's good. and his forehand wasn't breaking down as much, his serve wasn't either. But like now, people know. I think they go straight yeah. for that forehand because that, mm-hmm. that thing gets janky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, Murray uh, moved on after that, and I uh, mean, the wait, next, wait, wait. We still yeah, got... the next eight, the basically the next eighth of our bracket was is pretty messed up at this point it because. Is? Fuck. We had Grigor losing to the qualifier, Martin Fuzovic. And which, I had Umber there. Yeah. The oh, and I mean, at, I don't know. I in that match, I didn't watch too much, but Grigor just got steamrolled in the last set. I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, I he, he just it was two two, and he four games in a row just got rolled. I don't. I mean, Grigor might be say he he won the previous round match against um, Umber. Umber. Yeah. Dude, I think that was a three-set match because I remember thinking like, oh, he won and he grinded it out, like contrary to what he was saying mm-hmm. post-COVID. You know? Right. I mean, I think he's probably still not the same. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It was two sets. Probably still not the player that he was before, right after that U.S. Open, you know. like I would love and, to see what happened in Fucevic yeah. match. But, um, you know, it's okay. Congrats on a qual. I mean, it's great to see a qualifier around. I mean, I think it's it's... Usually, like a better performance than they usually expect, you know. And unfortunately, it didn't really last long. It looks like because the surprise, surprise mm-hmm. win. I think oh, yeah, arguably, arguably. I mean, let's just say he had a he had a bad day. He, think, he had a bad right. day. Oh, so unfortunately, I don't. Think, first of all, I don't think anyone was watching this match because I think they expected team to just. I mean, yeah, they expected the the reverse of what happened. Yeah, basically, like imagine if team had won six two six one. Yeah, but Kranovich, I mean, smoked him. Team had, I think it was four points. He won on return of serve, and one of them was in the first set. Yeah, three were in the second or the other round. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah, I mean, watch the highlights, and he looks, he looks like, like he didn't even want to run. Yeah, he. 
And, you know, it kind of is, it's just one of those things where, I mean, maybe, I think he either did the wrong preparation for this, mm. or maybe, I mean, part of me thinks that him playing so much before this didn't really give himself time to rest, almost. Like, but he doesn't yeah. need time to rest? I mean, everyone does, if you know. You like, about it, he's not playing, like, that much. That's true. I mean, I've heard a lot of different things. You know, one is... He actually practiced a lot of clay before this. Yeah, like, I saw that. He so, was a lot of clay. so I mean, you know, it's UTS. That's it's just true. like the same but surface. At the end of the UTS, wasn't it? It was playing on clay and even grass, or I guess it was playing on grass though. Huh? It was playing on different UTS? surfaces. Maybe not the UTS. I'm thinking of another tournament that he played in. The end stretch. I just remember he played. One I'm trying to say is that I think either like he didn't have enough hardcore practice, and, prepared wrong. and also um, from what I've heard, he a lot of like besides maybe the UTS tournament, but he didn't. Play with a lot of like big name. I mean, no, one, I guess no one oh, had yeah. a lot of come. Maybe the, he just no, wasn't he ready. Since he passed though, and he won. That's true. He didn't. I, this is just, I think, what we were talking about earlier before we started uh, recording yeah. was that. Well, I saw you noticed it. I saw a Reddit comment about it, where someone was saying like, these new guys are kind of like what tennis players were before the big three. Right. Where you do just have these freak upsets, uh-huh. and it just happens. Yeah, like it happened all the time in '90s tennis, and then Fed and Nadal and Djokovic came along, and they they made us expect these these top guys to just consistently always be in the quarters and the semis of every tournament. Right. When in reality, that's not the norm. Yeah, I mean, and I think we're seeing that here, and we see it. Like Zverev has never won here, but he's won three Masters. Mm-hmm. Sitsipas won his first matches here this year. That's right. Like they just, they just, uh, you have a bad day and you lose, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the big three don't do that. So this is, this is kind of like a cool taste of what's coming. I mean, in, not in this case. This isn't pretty cool. <laughs> it's kind of lame. Yeah, actually, really. Expected you to win oh, this thing, man. Dummy. I mean, uh, it's it sucks, but. And he lost. Um, did we say he lost in an hour and one minute? Yeah, it was like about. It was about. He, an he hour. got smoked. Yeah, probably. Probably actually the quickest match in this he second got, round. He so got smoked like smoke shouses. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But it. Ha- I mean, it happens. You just. I mean, a lot of times you don't notice, I guess, or you forget because you know sometimes at the end of the day, all you think about is maybe the, the finals, the semifinals of most tournaments, but you forget who happened to not even make it there because they got upset. You know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it was his match to lose, but um, you know, there's other big names in here, so. And you know, Kranovich is a good young player too. Yeah, Kranovich isn't um, bad. Wish I remembered what his game was like, but I mean, he just seemed to hit just really yeah, well. I feel like I run into Wells last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, I don't remember. Right. Um, but when I think of Bill Kranovich, I think of that tournament. Right. Well, I mean, I guess we're going to see some more of him because I guess we'll start at the bottom of the bracket and move back up. Is yeah, He actually um, beat the qualifier. I mean, I guess it's... He's, he's probably, also another good player from Martin Fucevic, who, who also had a good run at Indian Wells last year. Right. He beat Stan Morinka, I think. Yeah, I guess... Um, I mean, it looks like Kranovic lost to Nadal last year. I mean, not I mean, too bad. Around quarterfinals. Yeah. See? I mean... Bad. So maybe they just love these too. these hard courts, these like American hard courts, you know. I mean, if you're a young guy, I think the easiest surface is to be on, well, unless you grew up on clay exclusively, like yeah. some of the 
South Euros. Americans mm-hmm. and the Spanish. But like, I think most people cons- play con- more consistent on hardcore. Right. That's true. Because there's less variables in the, the surface the ground, itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, both of them actually hitting well. I mean, it looks like Kranovich just hit better. I mean, I don't think there's much to say, really. I, I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, good job, Philip. Yeah, so we'll see. Next round. Looking out for you, man. (laughs) Another, he's playing probably also another player. He's not probably. I want to say he was expecting to play if he made it this far. Was um was Roundage. Yeah, Um, did not have that because you had said before. I mean, Roundage put that picture, man. Picture, the picture, the picture fucked my mind up. That's true. I I wasn't thinking logically. I I imagined him just sloshing around the court, but you know, though, when you watch him in the TV, Mm -hmm. he looks the same. So I think uh, maybe that he was wearing a really tight shirt in that picture, or like he maybe that's just his body's always like that because he looked normal just with long hair and a bandana, which also looked yeah, also really looked, weird, yeah. like now, clean cut and you know tidy to like like whoa. Yeah, I think Ken must be doing rough or something. Ken was like Andre Agassi when he had the mullet and the bandana and all that shit. So I mean, he was earrings, that serve and Jeff, just that serve and forehand, forehand combo, yeah. yeah this week he's penned like we watched the highlights of him against murray today and he's in the forehand huge like huge yeah. real big like if you pair a good first serve on this especially in these conditions and it, just do the one-two punch with the forehand which is what he was doing against murray mm-hmm. like murray i mean murray's one of the best returners in the game and there's some serves where Routis just had him like I think we saw one where he hit at 140 also. Mm-hmm. Like, he was yeah. big, and he was placing it well. Yeah. I mean, he always does well up to this point in the tournament, and then he gets that freak loss. But I think he can beat Filip Kranovich here in the next round to get to the quarters. It's just... uh, it would be getting into the semis. The semis. Yeah, they're in the quarters. So, I mean, both of them playing pretty well. I actually... Probably a match to even watch, like to match to watch. Really, I mean, it'd be surprised. I don't. Th- I don't know if they ever gone head to head, you know. But let me see these matches and then in this round here. So, so I, I guess moving forward, we have Opelka versus Sitsipas. That might be the best match. Hold on, go, go up, go up. And we'll have. Oh, and okay, and the very top match. So yeah, yeah, there's two matches we think in this these quarterfinals happening tomorrow that are probably maybe three. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's a pretty good yeah, quarterfinal. Not even. I mean, I hate I hate watching the big servers. <laughs> I think it'd be uh, interesting to see if Sitsipas could figure it out, though. Anyway, let's go back to the previous round. We're yeah. still there. So, uh, Sitsipas Isner. I mean, Sitsipas just put on a clinic. Really, I think uh, at that point, isn't work. Isner's main strategy just doesn't work as well. You know, if he's the one who can really Sitsipas for a guy who hits an eastern forehand and a one-handed backhand mm-hmm. returns serve. I yeah. think he returns it pretty well, and he attacks the return to serve. Yeah. And he was doing that today against Isner. Yeah. I think Opelka, on the other hand, I guess whatever whatever American juice he's drinking, he needs to give to Isner because he seems to have dispatch it. Then again, Barry Tini is just the new Isner. Like, Isner's old, and Opelka's young. and Maybe Barry, I mean, Barry Tini isn't as good as Sitsipas, though, so, you know, could have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he moves on to play Sitsipas, which... Yeah, right now Falka beats Bertini. It'd be like which another one where I honestly Opelka's done a lot better than I thought he would for sure. Like I always think of him as a one-trick pony, you know, the you know, prototypical American player. He's tall, yeah, he serves big, he hits big forehand, and he gets 
to the third round of every tournament or something like that, you know? But, like, he's really uh, proven himself. He beat Berrettini, who's a top eight player, I think. At one point. he was last yeah, year. He was top- um, yeah, that's a good win. And, and it's weird watching – well, I guess it's not weird – watching the American broadcasts on ESPN and Tennis Channel. Yeah. They talk in, about Opelka as, like, a future slam winner. I don't know about that. But, like – you know, him beating top eight players like Berrettini, who's a semifinalist at the U.S. Open last that's year. Right. That's promising. And if he can get in a slam with conditions that favor the way he plays, like here, mm-hmm. he could be a dark horse. But I, I don't know if he's a Grand Slam champion. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think we're going to... American pride is ridiculous with that statement. A yeah. Bit. I um. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably a bit much. Um, he is, I actually do like his game a little better than Isner. I think he's more nimble than Isner is. So, um, I think I'm just going to... Uh, You're not muted, right? No. Okay, cool. So, I think moving forward, we'll see how he goes against this spot. I mean, this is basically playing almost like a mirror matchup, back-to-back. Yeah, he's the same so, person, really. He's so went from Isner to... So but he's do the same thing you did. Today, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think Tsitsipas should win it. I don't think it's going to be a very good match to watch just because the big servers serve so good that you don't get long rallies. And then when you do when you do get in a rally with them, I think Isner's better off the ground than Opelka is too. Mm-hmm. So if Tsitsipas can just get in a rally with him, and you just wait for the error. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're big and slow. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I know actually, if anything, Opelka almost looked, even in not, I guess, even before the Berrettini match, in the Schwartzman match, he seemed to actually be hurt a little bit. His, he goes, yeah, he's getting massages on his legs. So I don't know if he's already, I mean, he's already made it past even a round of that. Yeah, it that's was, possible. Uh, it's really hot there. Also, that's true. it was really weird weather today. They had, uh, it was during the Sitsipas Isner match and the Murray Raonich match. Right, it was like, he, there was a, rain and thunderstorm delay mm-hmm. in one second you know i was watching the match i come back a minute later it's pouring rain it's thunderstorming it looked fine like a minute ago right. was some new york weather changes quick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was weird and then yeah they came out to play like maybe an hour or two later after that mm-hmm. to finish up their matches yeah so i mean i guess uh we'll see how they i mean since about does move forward should should be you know not too difficult but uh, I guess the other half of the bracket, I mean, we have a matchup that we had did prepare for was Batista Good and Karen Kachanov. Yeah. We had Kachanov winning. Although, yeah. Did. A dim result. I had Kachanov as well winning. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had talked about how Batista Good had, I mean, had a pretty good, has had a pretty good year so far. I mean, yeah, went undefeated in ATP Cups. Yeah. And he's always been around. I, I think a lot of people discredit him because he's so short, really. I mean, that's you're right. It's not super short, but he looks tiny on the court, to be completely honest. Yeah, but he, you know, he has a big forehand. Yeah, and he hits well. I mean, he. I think he's a smart tennis player. Yeah, I watched this. I watched this match, and uh, I think he just controls the point better than Kashinov. Kashinov, like, is so used to be able to just hit good strokes back and win games like that, just by forcing unforced errors and well, forcing not forcing unforced, but. Waiting till unforced errors happen and yeah, I I honestly don't think he hits as hard as a lot of these other guys do. I think mm. like he's so used to having his opponent mess up 
And Padizico just doesn't mess up as much. He's because he's he's I mean he's a veteran. He's I played so much. Because I didn't catch the third set here in this one. I think I watched part of the second set and right. then, dude, I don't know what happens. Like they just change it to another match or something. But I like never finish these matches up. Anyway, um I think Hachinov is kind of like Rublev. Mm. You know, if you take him off the baseline, I don't know if he knows what to do. Maybe these Russians maybe, don't, Russians maybe don't maybe know how to do I want to see if he's exposing that weakness and bringing him up to that more. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was I just... I forgot how he won this match with Batista Gug. But it was such a one-sided third set after like a... Wasn't it? After like a tight fight? Yeah, he, he won second? a 6-3, I think, in the second. He got yeah. a break. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, just gets not a bad place. You know, he'll make it like even fourth round of the like, Landers League. Like yeah, the semifinals of Wimbledon one of these years. Right. So I mean, he's it's a good not, player, but like, yeah, he just uh, makes the most of what he's got. Too much faith in the young guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, We're stargazed. Or was that? Is that the word? What is stargazed? No. Uh, well, that's for like celebrities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for the young guys. I see yeah, what you're saying. I see. Great. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because I don't think people know eventually it will happen. Oh, you know, you're hoping yeah. it's, it's this. And you want to see the turning point, but, you know. Yeah, we still haven't seen it for a lot of these guys. I guess speaking of baseline Russian players, Medvedev oh, yeah. did just did his business, you know. Uh, he really had no problems. Uh, yeah, just one of those. I mean, Bedne is like qualifier too like this is just an easy matchup with a guy who's just consistent top five player yeah against someone who's just not at that level yeah like, i mean he just it, like six two six two or something like yeah that? he he really just got um Medvedev is so effective from the ground yeah and he once again loves i mean he sticks himself yeah, far six, three, in the baseline six, yeah, by the way way back. like you can't even see him because of the camera angle yeah. like you like he looks like farther back than Nadal, I think. Like, and maybe he needs to because he hits so flat. The only way he can get that net clearance is by increasing the distance of his shot. Maybe, but he's gotten into work, and once again, just I mean, not like just a textbook win. You know, take one. You basically just need one break. Takes one break, holds a serve, and that's it. Yeah. So not much to say. I mean, uh, kind of expected to see him this far in. I mean, he is the he is the yeah, reigning no, champ. So we, we got that one correct too. Yeah. You know, we got this, and we predict him. Uh, now I'm starting yeah. to think RBA is a little trickier, but I think Medvedev can take him. Yeah, he's the reigning champ, so I guess you can't describe him too much. Um, so with next we have Goffin and Struve. The Golden Boy, John Lena. Yeah. My- I guess. Um, I, I mean, I. Th- I said, Goffin looked frustrated today. He yeah. Mad. I watched uh, like the ESPN recap of uh-huh. the matches for the day. Yeah. And he, they were like showing him just screaming, you know, and shit. Yeah, you, you always, never see that. Yeah, you never see that. But I think Struff was also just hitting well. Very overpowering again. You think he'll hit? You think he'll continue? I, I want to see this match tomorrow with him and Novak because I think Novak will pick him apart. We'll Novak see. loves these kinds of guys, I think. Yeah, it was. like the guy he can easily just like, okay, he's got a weak backhand and I can negate the power of his forehand. Let's just hit it to his backhand. Like I can definitely see Novak picking him apart. Yeah, well, it's not like like Struve is a way tougher matchup for Rafa because Rafa's weakness is guys who can just overpower him mm-hmm. and just like hit him off the court. And Struve is that kind of guy. But against Novak, 
Novak loves these guys. <laughs> he loves these guys. I mean, well, Novak had a pretty, pretty, pretty classic Novak game. He looks better. Tennessee. He looked great in regards to that. Next That's injury. true. It still was there a little bit. A little bit. From yeah. what I heard. Mm-hmm. But man, he was he was putting on a clinic from the net today. He was approaching the net a lot. That's right. I saw him, you know, set up the point perfectly, rush the net, and just do a little drop ollie to finish it off. Like he looked super comfortable out there today. Mm-hmm. Besides that, you know, that I mean, it was in his neck. I think it was affecting his serve a little bit, but maybe. his groundies look good. Straight. I mean, straight sets win, but uh, I would say that tennis. I don't think he play, Sanger didn't play bad. Yeah, he actually plays just. I mean, no, Novak Djokovic is the best version of tennis. Sanger. Similar games. Kind of tennis. Sanger plays more offensively. A yeah. bit. I mean, he's not going to overpower Novak. That's true. I mean, that's what he was trying to do. And just Novak's I mean. amazing because he's so skinny. He's <laughs> tall, but he's uh-huh. hella skinny. Yeah, he generates so much power. He hits huge. Yeah, that's true. I mean, game, honestly, game uh, the actual game length for a lot of last long. There's a lot of deuces in this game. Mm. I was actually, I mean, I mean, at the for um long rallies. At that yeah, first on his on um on one of the Sangren on his. To hold serve to uh, uh, in order not to lose because I joke which is up a break at this point. Sanger, they they went. He saved five match points. He there was seven deuces really? in that game. Yeah, Sangren. He saved five match points. He was down four or five in the finals in the second set, I guess. Oh, um, and he he saved five match points. Um, uh, with I mean within seven deuces, Holy and shit. um, he was actually down double break, I believe, or double break slash set point. Um, oh, forty fifteen. No, no, he was holding serve, so Djokovic had a chance to break oh, yeah. and would take the set game and the match and set or match and game. But um, he held eventually, but then he was still down four or five. Yeah. Djokovic just started just served cleaned, yeah, yeah, started up. But um, not a bad. I wouldn't I actually like tennis anger. Man. Yeah, not I a bad. Have, I, have, I hope he. I hope he has a good career. Yeah. I like the way he plays. Mm-hmm. I like his attitude. He does he, get pretty he busy. Can have a, yeah, he can have a laugh on the court too. That's true. Like. Uh, yeah, there regardless was... of his political views, I think I think it's cool to. <laughs> yeah, play. he. There's a video, a uh, picture of him before he was like on the the ATP tour. tour. He was on the Challenger tour. Yeah, and it's him at a changeover. This dude was drinking a soda. He had a mullet, like star mullet, That's long hilarious. ass hair. He's drinking a soda instead of like you know water, like, fancy yeah. water with all these shit in it that makes him play better or whatever. Nobody's got that. Yeah. Sure. If Rafa does it too, mm-hmm. like his bottle's like orange. Micro secret stuff, I guess. Yeah, but I don't fucking know. But like Dennis Anger and Jacob a Coke and looking yeah. like he's like a, at a concert or something. Yeah. Like at a Metallica concert. I, I like him. He's cool. Yeah, he uh, he's different. We might still see I mean we obviously saw him in Australian Open. I hope that, I hope but... he has a good run in the US Open. Yeah, so we'll see. Um we'll probably actually see more of him I'm sure. So um so but caught up. Yeah, so I mean, now I guess looking forward at the four matches left in the quarterfinals. So wait, let's do a little summary here. We've got so we we're in the quarterfinals tomorrow. There's eight eight people in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. We have three correct predictions out of five. Out of eight, five wrong. Oh, sorry, out of eight. Excuse me. You're right. We had Sitsipas, which is a good safe pick. Medvedev and Djokovic, which are probably the safest picks here, besides Dominic Team, who is obviously. Not a safe pick. Yeah. So did we have the same? I I thought we might have had something. I think we might have had. I think I had the demon and against Djokovic. Right. Instead of Jan. We so did we as had, well. So we had Jan, Novak Djokovic versus Jan Leonard Struve. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a good match. Yeah. So we both had the demon against Djokovic here. Which, Next one. Yeah. Which, so, and we had maybe catch- we we did not 
think enough about Struve. Struve has had a good year. It's true. And it's true. he would be the type of player to, to beat um, Demon. Yeah. Like, we should think about that more when we make our predictions in the future. Yeah. Um, but the next one, we had uh, Medvedev, Pachinov, and the Russian Bowl. That didn't. That was close to happening. Close to happening, happen. but and I think this is, might be the better match. I mean, he. I think Batista will give Medvedev some trouble, yeah, like because I think, like once again, he does smart. a good job of controlling the point. And yeah. Medvedev, I mean, he's better than Kachanov, but he might struggle a little bit. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I. It's it'll it be close. You know, if Medvedev just is like playing like at his his good level, where he's where he's crafty, mm-hmm. he's consistent. And he just hits hard and flat. Right. It's hard to beat that. It's really hard to beat that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll see. That's a closer one then. I think to beat, to win um, tomorrow, Batista Gut's going to have to find ways to either draw Medvedev in Mm. and pass him, or he's going to have to open up the court with some angles. And I know he has that his inside out forehand, he can hit that angle like tight. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's going to have to get Medvedev like, on the sides of the court because Medvedev moves too good and he's too consistent running back. You got to move him around. You got to make him comfortable for him. That's true. Um, but Batista Gut's the guy that can do that. That's true. Like Hachinov, I think this is a better matchup for sure. Because mm-hmm. Hachinov, I think Medvedev's just better version of Hachinov. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think uh, as, as far as this top half of the bracket, I mean, Novak, like what you said, I think you expect Novak to mantle yeah, it's true yeah I do. um i mean novak unfortunately is the reaper for many of these like power players yeah. he, he like you said he bread and butter dude yeah so for breakfast lunch and dinner so i think we're still i think per you know in a in a kind of twisted way per our predictions we're still expecting a novak medvedev semi-final here in the top side of the bracket yes yeah yeah I am. yeah yeah still am. So, um, so bottom half, right? Yeah, we have Riley Opelka, Sitsi Pass, which uh should be basically a deja vu moment for Sitsi Pass. Yeah, it's, it's a mirror match, yeah. against Isner. Um, I think Opelka will put up a more of a fight, maybe take a set. Well, Isner, they got to a tie break, I think, in the second set, and Sitsi Pass won it. Um, um, maybe. I think Opelka will let's see that score. Uh, looks like they did seven six six. seven six. It was close though. It was close. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's as close as it gets for a two set win. I'll say, I think Opelka should be a tougher match, but I think Sitsipas will learn from today and be like, I know what to do. I just did it yesterday. I know what to do. I still got Sitsipas going through. Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah, I think. Do we have? uh, We have. I have Schwartzman. Playing yeah, I, 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 had, I think I had Ah, uh, I see. Either him or Schwartz. I didn't think of Pelka would be. Yeah. So, I mean. I think I had Berrettini beating Pelka. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and the last one. The next one is the complete <laughs> curveball. Yeah. We, we had, I think we had Zverev and the team, team probably here. And we have Raonic against Krajnovic. I expect Raonic to take this and go to the semis. Yeah. I mean, Raonic. You know what would be interesting? If he takes this, goes to the semis. And Tsitsipas wins. Because mm-hmm. that'll be Tsitsipas playing. Another, Opelka, yeah. Raonic. And Raonic is the most difficult. Mm-hmm. Like the two, most tuned version of it. Yeah, I think he'd be like the most quality version of that kind of player. Isner's pretty tough to beat, though. Yeah. Maybe and he's, maybe Isner was a little younger. Maybe. All in their own right, they're not easy opponents. Yeah, but know? I think Raonic is the most complete. 
mm-hmm. of them all, and he can pose the most threat. So I'd I'd love to see Sitsipas Raonic in the semis. Right. Well, I mean, it's 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 a possibility. Of looking at it, I mean, I don't. So who semi? I mean, I I I will take Raonic. Although, I mean, it's tough because Raonic has been playing pretty well. I'm not gonna lie, and so. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. It's, you know, it's just, this, it looks like a quad, for, like a first round matchup to see yeah. to see it in the, in like the quarters, though. Yeah, uh, he's like not ranked high enough to be seated yet. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's actually a little strange to see it like this. And but... Raonic is usually used to be at least a, like a consistent like top mm-hmm. sixteen player, right? So he gets a seed. I guess we still have to go higher seed here. I mean, Raonic is his own. Okay, I got so. Raonic. City pass, and uh, I'm gonna go against my guy here. I think Ramich will will take him. Oh, you think Ramich will make it to the? No, <laughs> too much uh, chili sauce in my in my words. I'm I'm definitely going City pass over Ramich here. That's two two times in a row here to uh-huh. beat someone like that. City pass looks good. I don't know what I'm talking about, man. I got City pass in the final in the bottom half. I mean, is that yeah. what you got? Uh, so I guess looking at the, team the, the players left, um, I think our, our actual semifinal um, predictions are not that actually messed up. I believe we had Novak, Medvedev, yeah. and Tsitsipas all in the final. But I mean, obviously and the team the team is the big. So now we have Raonic in there. Yeah, okay. big variable. So, so who do you got in the next round? Who's 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 winning? Medvedev, Novak. So I, think I, I got Novak. I still have Novak. So you got Novak and Tsitsipas in the final. Yeah, it looks and I think like Novak it. takes it. Yeah, I unless his neck is still bugging him. That's true. They could be, but uh, that's a good point. Actually, playing the final Friday too, because the U.S. Open starts on Monday or Sunday. I think the final is Friday for this tournament. It is. It's on a weekend. Oh, uh, sorry, afternoon. Afternoon. It's the afternoon mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. I think it starts at four p.m. Eastern, so it'd be one, one here. One here. Yeah, yeah, we're from the Bay. Yeah, shout out to the Bay. <laughs> Every so, day, I'm going to be doing working hours, which is that uh, we're all working from home, so it's okay. Yeah, we can just throw it on in the background. You know how we do. Oh, yeah, I think at this point it's Novak's tournament to lose. Although I will say, if Sitsipas does get to the you know, sorry, it would be interesting. The finals, I yeah. think he possibly could win. Like, especially you're right if Novak's neck is still bothering him. You know what? He could I'll take a good fight. I'll take Sitsipas really? to take the whole thing. So here's here's my other uh, counterpoint to that is. If Medvedev gets through Djokovic, okay, it'd be Medvedev Sitsipas. Yeah, that's right. And Medvedev has a, I think he has a, like a seven-one record, including juniors. We're talking about Sitsipas and Medvedev. Sitsipas and Medvedev. I think he's he owns that head-to-head. Absolutely owns it. Like Sitsipas got his first win against him mm-hmm. this year or something like that. I see. Five to one. That's right. Like if if it's Medvedev Sitsipas, I got Medvedev. But if it's uh, Djokovic, Sitsipas. I still got Djokovic, but it's it's a lot closer. Meh. I mean, uh, I I mean, weirdly enough, because Sitsipas hasn't been, really good, but I think he's been playing really well. I mean, we're gonna see. Yeah. So, um, you know, I actually, you know, gonna go with the young yeah, guy. I'm gonna go with. I guess I'm being a contrarian here, but I guess yeah. I'll I'll go with. Contrarian. Yeah, I think I think he's the guy to. So I mean, it's Novak's. Tournament to lose, but yes. hit like we said, his first round, his neck was fine, and there's no, there's no guarantee it goes away. You but know, it can only get better. It's, other that's not true. It could start to hurt more. I mean, I don't know I what trigger. Sleep on the sleep long. And you think so? Hurts like a mother. Okay. Can't turn it. We'll see. I mean, because like I said, Djokovic 
in his Sangren tired today. Yeah, in his Sangren match, I'm saying, I mean, Sangren kept up as you know, kept up decent. Uh, just once again, just little unforced errors and kind of giving Novak a little breathing room. But mm-hmm. uh, as a better player, that that shit won't fly, you know. Like he will, since he boss, I think will capitalize on mistakes like that. So, um, uh, I think since boss has the as has has the guts to win this after um I mean he's he definitely has the attacking game yeah that hurts that can hurt the other two the other two people on that other half of the draw yeah that we have predicted at least Medvedev and Joe. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um yeah. so that's the men's side. That's right. How I think we're like an hour and thirty in. Um, when did Craig join the chat? Man. Nine fifty seven, yeah. We're about <laughs> an hour an hour in. Uh, Nothing special to talk about, I guess. Well, no, I mean we talked about a lot. That's uh, true. Mid-season, mid, mid, not mid-season, mid-week update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, already an hour in, and I want to talk about the women's draw a bit. Have you? I I've been watching a lot of the women's matches too because they they play them. They play yeah, like they half do. men, half women. Yeah. Um. So the I, star players in the women's draw, a lot of them are still in there. We got, and I I do want to talk about the one that isn't. Mm-hmm. Which is Serena Williams. Yeah. We have Elise Martins, Pegula beat Sabalenka. Okay. Yeah. The ones I'm nice. really concerned about Sakari. Okay. Who beat Serena? Mm-hmm. Azarenka and Osaka. Right. Um, so I know Sakari beat Coco Goff in the first round. Um, honestly, I think here I think this... Coco Goff way overrated. Way 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 overrated. She's good. Don't get me wrong. She's yeah. good. She's going to be a great player. But, like, the hype is way, way too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I get she's a teenager and she can only get better. Wimbledon fourth round and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But, like, she, she's not going to win a Grand Slam tomorrow, you know? Yeah. I think she uh, still has a couple of years to really develop her game. We obviously hear more about it here in the States because she's American. Yeah, Coco Mania. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All they talk about is Coco Golf. Yeah, so I it's not because they talk about Serena or Coco. Of course, I mean you even you hear you hear I mean about them you hear about about um like Sloane Steve I mean Sloane Stevens maybe not as much anymore. But, Jeez, uh, Sloane Stevens has been terrible yeah. since she won the U.S. Open. But Sloane Stevens she loses first round in like half the tournament she plays in. Yeah, so I mean I love I love her game. Yeah, we but. we don't we don't hear a lot about I think unfortunately foreign women's players here you know in the states just because like it's yeah. not as I think a lot like of the really uh, European women are not here either. Oh, Pliskova lost first. Yeah, round. she was the one seed. I can't but like you have Elena Spitalina, Bianca yeah. Andreescu is still hurt, which I really wanted to see her this year. I love her game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can talk about who who is here, and I want to start with Serena Williams mm-hmm. because I think she's been watched for a couple of years, and they still talk about her like she's a favorite going into every tournament. She has not posted a result. That would make me think that in the last two years, like she's been terrible in the last two years. Serena, she's way too slow. If you just move her around, uh, she she's gonna hit an unforced error. She looks like she's about to cry at the end of every match, even if she pulls out a victory. Like, I think people just need to accept the fact that she might have had like. She's past her prime. She's past her peak. Mm-hmm. She's not the favorite at these tournaments. Right. I mean, what is she? She ranked, she was like eighth. Or, uh, what was she ranked this 
So oh, third, third seed. Oh, because a lot of people. T- uh, yeah, that's right. Ashley Barty was. But in like, here. that's the third round of the Australian Open. The tournament before that, she. She went fine. Oh, she oh, won she that went. one. Okay, so that's the that's the only tournament she's won since her pregnancy, though. Mm-hmm. She lost the U.S. Open to Andreescu. Yeah. She got dominated in the Wimbledon final last year. Mm-hmm. Like, she can go deep in all these tournaments, but I don't think you can pencil her in as the winner. From the start, like they do, like crazy in America here. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams, this Serena Williams, that they praise her when she's getting her ass beat. Like they're not, they're not giving any praise to the opponent. This Serena just looks tired here. Mm-hmm. She's not the favorite anymore. Um, and tonight's result proved that she got shellacked in the third set against Maria Sakari, mm-hmm. who I've been watching the last two years as someone who's like, she's super athletic. Um, she's like really gritty. She hits decent. I don't think she's very powerful or you know exceptional on her groundies, but like she's just like a workhorse kind of player, and it's really good to see her. This, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just want to make that point about Serena Williams. Like, <sighs> they need to stop overhyping, right? In the states, especially. So I mean, uh, one has a lot more turnover as far as um, winners and winners of tournaments and stuff like that. So. I don't know if there's anyone super noticeable. It's in the quarter besides Naomi Osaka. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, just the fact that she's had some tricky opponents. I think she played Diana Yastremska today. She played, like, yeah. And yeah. She's like young. Mm-hmm. She can hit a dropper. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I'm talking about the right person here. And she hits uh, power too. Right. So she's tricky. And that's usually the type of opponent um, that. that like troubles Osaka because she's got a big power game. Mm-hmm. Her strokes kind of are like you know Mario Tennis. You have to charge up your shot. Yeah, she kind of charges up her forehand. Yeah, she's she's just just... Spot and like really like get that backswing going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think when she gets a player that throws in a lot of drops and a lot of like unconventional shots, mm-hmm. she almost always goes to three. Yeah, and I mean she has won a lot of them. Like what's that girl uh, Shui? Shui Shan, like the, the Chinese magician? Yeah, yeah, that? her. Like, she always gives her trouble. But lately, Osaka's been winning these matches, and this is just another one like that. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I like to see that from her. Yeah, so uh, I actually will say that I think when his tennis is high, it definitely I mean, is. That's why I don't, I don't even, if we're this wrong in men's predictions, I think in women's, it would, it's just. But it's I think just the so thing that the women's game has going for it that's really good right now is that the stars are young. There's so much potential for rivalry. That's true. That's a lot of the yeah. stars are young. Osaka, Osaka. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like Vondrusheva. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's in here anymore. But uh, yeah, it's just it's promising yeah. to see that, and it's interesting to see Serena go to go down. <laughs> Man, what a hater, dude! I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of this like. Undeserved. I hate undeserved praise, and I think she's just getting a yeah. lot of it the last two years. I mean, it's just mostly because I mean, just thinking about it, uh, is she, is she maybe in recent years, maybe let's say the last twenty years, the uh, maybe the most famous female athlete? Oh, for sure. Exactly. So I, what I'm saying, I, mean, is I get the you just power for two years. Yeah, the only tournament she's won is that um, New Zealand one. Right. Uh, this January. In Auckland? Yeah. And like, I mean, she's gotten to the finals of a couple of big tournaments. Mm-hmm. And those finals, she got smoked. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
I just don't think she, I think people need to lower their expectations and they need to like, I just can't deal with the, the, <laughs> the constant praise by these American commentators. That right. Are like, oh, Serena looks so graceful out there right now. Oh, she's like about to cry in the court. Like, bro, just comment on her matches like everyone else. Right. I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm yeah, just kind of feeling justified. For the last two years, I've said that she looks slow. She looks like, like easily exposable. If you can just move her around, you're going to win the match. And it's like no one sees it. There's just like an aura of Serena's great and she's a GOAT, which I agree with. But it's results like this and results like last week, yeah. where it shows any player can beat Serena now. Any player. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be the downturn. I, I, unfortunately, I, I, not I think if she but... gets a good draw, she can win a major still. But I think if she has to face anyone of note or just a random uh, person who's on that day, I yeah. mean, she could go out any round, really. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. That. I think um, it's hard to count out these like all time greatest. I mean, she was a... almost lost uh, yesterday. She right. played Ross or something like that. Mm. Ross had a break in the third, mm. and she choked it. Right. She had, I think she had a, she was fifteen forty five four. Like so, she had two break points on her serve, but she was serving for the match. Right. And she got broken and lost. Like, if she didn't choke, she looked like she was just outpowering Serena. Who outpowers Serena? Yeah. But that happens so much more now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. It's hard to count on these. Like I said, these all things. I mean, there was a time where, you know, Fed was struggling. Yeah. Nadal was struggling a little bit at one point. Yeah, I mean, so. it happens, but, like, she looks so slow. Yeah. Like, and she looks like she can't get good footing anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the times she hits an unforced error, you just see, like, her feet are, like, stumbling around. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not getting to the spot she needs to be to hit a good ball anymore. Yeah. She's hitting them on the run. She's not good at hitting balls on the run. Well, her backhand, I, I think she hits it really good on the run. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. She just looks real slow. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, she's hitting her decline. I, yeah. I predict she won't win another Grand Slam. I think she'll pick up one small tournament mm -hmm. uh, here or there. And then I think she'll retire. Watch her win the US Open. Yeah. Mark my words. She's going to win it. That's a just curse. Like, just, That's a despite, just despite me. Prediction curse. That's what happens. All right. Well, we've gone through Cincinnati. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss? Mm, not really. I mean, I just, it'd be, it's cool to see. Let's see these matchups first. I guess I'll probably say things that I'll regret saying. Um, and US Open's right around the corner. So I think if it's just like. It starts Monday. Yeah. Or so Sunday. Yeah, so just think of it as a preview. Monday, I think. A yeah, straight up preview. A preview of the East Open. Yeah. Which is, I mean, there's usually a week between uh, this tournament and mm -hmm. the US Open. But not anymore. We're just going straight in. So it was a week for team, though. I think during the US Open, we should. Mm, I like it when other podcasts go daily. I've, I listen to the tennis podcast mm -hmm. with David Law and Catherine Richker and graduates Matt uh -huh. from England. Yeah. Um, and they go daily at the slams. I don't know if we can go daily. Yeah. Probably not. But uh, it'd be cool. We'll try and chime in a couple times during the slams. Maybe four, four podcasts per slam. Yeah, we can try that. Like a midweek, end of week, midweek, we end of week. week. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to meet up after? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna at do the after end. Cincinnati here at the end. So okay. maybe Friday night. Okay. Or Saturday, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I've got nothing else to talk about. Yeah, that's it. Let's see. Uh, I got to see what the very first tournament out of quarantine yeah, is gonna look like. The first tournament of Breakpoint, a Dennis podcast. <laughs> so with that, we bid you adieu. Adieu. Bye.